wish you knew more stuff. Wish you were more helpful around the house or had an understanding of something that people are talking about at a party. Don't worry, you're not alone. That's why we have enlisted Skillshare to help you out. That's right, Skillshare is a proud sponsor of the A7FL and the A7FL's three-on-one podcast. We want you to get in on the good stuff now. So go to the link right below in the description or wherever you're watching this or go to a7fl.tv slash podcast. Click the Skillshare link and you get a free 30-day trial because you are a fan of the A7FL. So do the thing. Head on over right now to a7fl.tv slash podcast or click right in the description below if you're watching us on YouTube or if you're listening to the podcast right now. Do the thing. Click the link in the info below and sign up now. Do 30 days free because of us here at the A7FL. Well, because because we love you. We want you to have cool stuff. And now back to this piece of A7FL content, more than likely showing my face. Welcome to the self-proclaimed second best podcast of the A7FL. This is the other side of the ball. I am your host, Casey Cox, alongside me tonight for this joyride. As always, my co-hosts, it is Scott the Viking McCorkle. Gang, gang. Double A, Anthony <laughs> Alvarez. And division manager, Chris Vera. How are you gentlemen doing tonight? What's up? Lucy Goosey. I'm feeling alive. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, so tonight I kind of want to start this show off, and I think it makes the most sense, um, and kind of talk about insomnia in the number one in the league, and Duh. why that seems to make sense to all of us on the podcast that they held on to that spot. I'm going to go ahead, and I'm going to start. I'm going to say that I think it makes the most sense, one, because they put up 86 points. doesn't really matter who they played. It's the team they put that was put in front of them on Sunday. Um, they put up 86 and didn't allow any. And that kind of set the tone and the pace for how our Sunday went last Sunday um, for this past week. Um, gentlemen, what are your thoughts on the Insomniacs and um, holding on to that number one spot in the national rankings? Yeah, how many points do they have at halftime again? Ooh. I believe they had right around 40, but I'm not real sure the exact amount. 46, 48, maybe 50? I don't know. See, I thought it was closer because, don't forget, Mercy Rule, they only played the third quarter. They didn't play the fourth. So I thought it was higher right, than that. Oh, yeah, you're right. It might have been. Maybe so, it was 60 by halftime. I'm not sure what it was by halftime, but it was it was over from jump, though. Like, you honestly, it was like... ugly from the beginning? Yeah, the... the the talent disparity on that one was bad. The organization was bad. It was. Well, I mean, weren't they? Weren't they? Well, okay. Keep in mind, you guys get to watch the game a little bit more than I do. Usually, I come home and watch them on replay. But what I could say about it is, from my vantage point, it was almost like they were having a contest who could score more points: the offense or the defense. Yeah, a little bit. I would agree with that. Like, and it, it so kind of I mean, just seemed like they were in, in, from my standpoint, it was let's work on everything that we could possibly ever have to use. And let's make sure that we're just solid. Let's get the, let's get gameplay reps at this because I mean, 
we hear that they don't practice. We hear that they practice. It's these guys are amazing at being able to like get like information and misinformation out there. It's almost like they're going for like a political office. Like these guys are playing it perfectly because they get their little chirps in here and there. And it just all seems to be working pretty well. I'm not sure what happened. I'm uh, sharing, I'm sharing my screen. Oh. Oh, okay. Look, see, I'm not, I'm not used to fancy stuff. Like and for that. me, see, in that game, for me, it was, I wanted to see what the gold could do against a team like that. I knew they were going to get dominated. I knew it wasn't going to be that close of a matchup, but I, that, I was oh. hoping to see some type of organization from the gold on the offensive Are... side, the offensive line being able to actually block a little bit and give Jeremiah a little bit of time in the back. Man, that's a big ass. Rid of the ball to his receivers. I know that's a big ask, but I wanted to see something along that line, you know, to show yeah. that the offense was going to start moving in the right direction, whether it was handing the ball off and getting yards, doing some quick screen plays. But again, for the gold, from the jump, their offensive line could not block for Reeves and Reeves could not get the ball out of his hand. Well, I mean, let's call it what it was. That when he snapped the ball, it was um, it was basically between the four four defensive linemen who could get back there quicker. I mean, that's the game they were playing. Yeah, it they was, were blitzing yeah, every a, flat out. It was a flat out foot race, and I mean, he had nowhere to go. There was not a side that was blocked that he could step sideways up anywhere to throw the ball. So, I mean, if you if you're throwing off your back foot all the time. It's, it makes it tough for you to uh, to get anything going as an offense. So, I mean, I, I, I understand where you're coming from, Casey, that you would like to, to have seen them put something together. But reality was reality, man. They, they were – insomniacs were – they were definitely after something that they wanted, and they were bringing the house to make sure it happened. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's really impressive that they did it without – without really any mistakes like it it genuinely kind of went off without a without a hitch really like i i thought it was pretty impressive yes it was against the gold i what i wanted to see from the gold was them not quit i wanted to see them not fight i wanted them to see this ass whooping coming and just take it and build off of that like to see them not argue with each other not get down on each other like and they did it for a long time, but there at the end, it, it cracked. And it was sad to see, but it wasn't the biggest crack we saw all weekend. Well, no, and, it absolutely was Not even close. We saw one team not even show up. A team right. who usually shows up and hammers stuff didn't even show up. Right, absolutely. Um, but with that, do you think that the showing that the Insomniacs put on, even though none of us out here probably expected any less do you think that showing was them going out and showing why they're the number one team in the nation and a performance like that does that prove that they deserve to be up there in the top it has I mean, no doubt that, that, it has no doubt in my mind go ahead scotty oh no my, my bad you know you know i hop on shit i don't think so like i mean i i don't think that they did anything to lose the number one spot but you can't do anything to earn a number one spot or to prove you're the best in the league by beating arguably one of the worst teams in the league. I'm gonna call I'm gonna call it what it is. Like you can't you can't. 
Like they did what they were supposed to do, but anything less than this would have been an utter failure. But Scott, that's the whole point. They beat yeah. the team that was put in front of them. They handled business the way they should have. So they, in fact, did what they should have done to maintain that number one seed. Right. Exactly they did, the they did what they did to maintain it. But if like, but does this game prove they are number one? No, they did what they did, had not. to do to maintain. Of course yeah. not. No, that's I'm, what I'm saying. I'm, no, like, but, but it's like, it was, is, it's tough to be in that position. But the question is, you know, did they, they play like the number one team? Yeah. Yes. They, yes, like the they did one that. Yeah. They, they went out yeah. there and they beat a team that was put in front of them. The schedules made that schedule. They had to play that team. They worked yeah. the way they should have. Uh, I'm not saying that I ever thought it was going to be 86 points, but they beat them and no, right. But I, no so, I but mean, if you if we if we go also if we yeah you know I th- I don't think you're wrong I I think you're right but I think that if you ask them if we were to call James Scooter Munchie, are they happy with their performance? I don't think so. Oh, well, probably not. But I mean, if you look at that game and put it into one that might be. Um, a little, I guess, maybe you would say com- comparable to what we did over here or what was done here um, with an East Coast matchup. Um, you see the the Nightcrawlers 62 to nothing on the East Coast over the Ghosts. Um, so that was another game. That, that was, was a shellacking. Another shellacking, but I don't think anybody this season – on the East Coast has been able to put up 86, let alone 92 this season. Um, but no matter who they play. Then, then you got to remember, though, when you, when you say something like that, the thing that gets pointed to is, are those teams really that good? Or is our uh, second level or second tier teams that bad? That's what gets pointed to. And right. the thing about it is, until and I, I said this on the podcast that I was on on Friday, and I'll continue to say it until you play similar teams yep. with you know a BIC with a, a Insomniacs with a stick with it, you don't know what you're what they can do. So, I mean, you know, teams are put out there, you play the guys that are in front of you. If you blow yeah. them out because you should be winning that game, so be it, but you know. James said something after the game to me that I, I could I understood where he's coming from. That wasn't a game that they wanted to put up 86 points on the goal. It just worked out that way. Yeah. They were trying to work out new stuff. And some of them, like some of the things that they may need, like my point isn't that they didn't play a good game or they didn't prove they're not the number one. Like my point is that they are they were trying to implement certain packages and situational gameplay like they're trying to work it in against like in what they looked at as an auto like a walk-off win for situations that they might need to bust out on silk city or bic or somewhere like later in a playoff run and not all of those packages and schemes worked that's what i'm saying i'm saying that they're still they still need time to work out certain packages and situations not i'm not saying shit about their defense like, I'm just saying, like, that defensive line is, I don't see what anybody can do to stop that. It's just there's certain situational packages, the extra stuff is what the only things that they stumbled on. And they'll, they'll say that themselves. And they're proud to be able to sit there and say it. 
like having conversations with them in private has been like they're proud to be able to sit there and be like, oh, yeah, no, look, we haven't been playing our best football. That's the crazy part is everybody thinks that they're playing like they are the number one team in the league. We know they're the number one team in the league and they know they're not playing to their potential. I think it's great. Even to jump off that, Scooter came by the booth on Sunday and he was showing us the injury to his hand. And he was like, yeah. I can't even I can't even grip the football. And he's still out there making it easy, throwing dimes, you know, picking his spots, finding my receivers. Open. And it's like he, he, he said, I can barely bend the last two, the last two fingers on my hand because it hurts so bad. But yet he's still out there, you know, slinging it like he's 100. It's just it's just impressive <laughs> to see. And yeah. it's just it's what we expected. And they're trying to prove a point that, you know, this is our spot. We've earned it. And if you want it, come beat us. Come take it from us. I think that's the I think that's the mindset that they're trying to have going here forward. Well, and here's something to point out as producer um, mentioned in chats. It it was a weekend of blowouts across the country. I mean, let's not let's not call it what it isn't. Everybody beat the shit out of bad teams this season or this weekend, even on the East Coast. Um the total score for that winners versus losers, six twenty two to ninety six league wide. Yikes. That's so a lot. it's not, not that it's not that one team got Definitely. shellacked. It's that multiple teams got shellacked badly. <laughs> by I think that's teams. good for I, but I think that says a lot for the league. Like the talent, like the the de- development of schemes and like people zeroing in, watching film, like. I mean, it, wow! It, it these stats, these stats are crazy. I'm sorry, I'm not even trying to like get caught they up. They are my crazy, room. but this I mean, when you sit there and take a look thing. at what's going on in the league, it's like you know, I don't know if everybody heard me, and I'm I'm not gonna harp on it too much. I'm just referring back to it. Some of the stuff that was said on Friday, you know, the the fact of the matter is, the East Coast has um, this "we're the kings" attitude, and you know. I think they're they're right until somebody comes up the hill and knocks them down, right? But yeah. there's one pe- one particular thing that I'll point out, and I don't care if I catch flack over it because I said it on their podcast and I'll say it on ours. You know, you guys talk, and I'll let you talk. Talk all you want because until you beat one of the Vegas teams, and, they say, and what they pointed to right away was the force. And I said, hey, that's all well and good. That was the first season. And you guys think that that's the best talent we had to give you. And it wasn't. So it's another day. It's another season. So what you guys are seeing right now is some of the better talent that Vegas has to offer. So my point in this whole thing is, is pretty simple. We talk about knocking them off, which we should, because that's what we have to do to prove ourselves. But the interesting thing to me was how many of the guys said, we got to come up here. Really? If you are a champion, you're a traveling champion, you're going to go, You all comers, bring them on. We'll knock them down. But why does it always have to be in your place? Why can't you travel to ours? So if oh, we don't, don't have that. some of our top talent because they can't travel and we get whooped, they talk. But if they come down here and some of their top, top talent can't, um, can't travel and they get worked, all of a sudden it's, well, we, you know, our guys couldn't make it. Well, you know. Shit happens. But the fact of the matter is championships here in, in uh, well, it's in Bullhead, but let's call it what it is. You know, we'll see what happens. And, and the sad thing about it is we're not going to send 
you know, two teams. I would love to have two teams travel to back east for the playoffs. I would love that because I think, you know, we should be able to show and flex what we have instead of us sending one team that our two best teams are battling it out to see who goes. Yeah. <clears throat> well, well, last season, we sent the force to travel to New Jersey specifically to show them we can beat, beat we can beat New Jersey in their backyard and we did against a lower tier team. They beat the Rawway Snow Tribe. But then a lot of people kind of got shellacked against the best in the country or one of the best in the country in BIC. And don't get me wrong, BIC is no slouch. I mean, I was watching their game earlier today when they played the U, and it was a good game. That's the game. And, and BIC is not a slouch. I'm not knocking them by any means. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you that, oh, you know, that'll be an easy game. No. The, that's why we put these, that's why these teams got together. Let's face it, Insomniacs have said we put this team together specifically to go against the best. Yes. So, I mean, here it is, you know, and they're number one for a reason and they're showing that they're number one for a reason and they show, they don't just, you know, show up. There's no players missing when they come, when they, when they arrive, they've got everybody and everybody's ready to play. So it's just one of those things, you know, they, they run deep and they've got plenty of backups and they're tough. They're tough out. And they proved it on Sunday. They're a real tough out. I mean, I I don't think Gold had them to a fourth down at all in that game. Could be wrong. But no, I don't, I think, don't so. think so. I think you're right. Uh-huh. <clears throat> I, I don't disagree. But and, I oh go ahead. And there's so many, no, there's just so many good games. Like I'm looking at all these games. There's an insane the fact that chaos beat heist like that 26 that they skunked heist is right that's amazing like watchmen beating dc by 60 yikes the one one that we saw here in town they they really surprised me though was force versus hunter like and it wasn't what the force did it wasn't it was it's not even the score that really surprises me like uh, coach mac is on is on a tear like he's gonna be he he's not happy with how like the the stick with a game the insomnia game went. He's gonna be on a tear for the rest of the season. Well, of course. I mean, what surprised me was the hunters. He won't take anything laying down. No, and like the hunters are usually a real scrappy team that play with a whole bunch of heart, and it just seemed because <laughs> I don't know if it was because of or you know just happened because, but the. Um, but Dillard Davis wasn't there. No, and Dillard's, you know, well, we can we Dillard's can touch on him a little bit. Yeah, he's he's hurt. So I mean that that's has a big loss. Yeah. Game, and that's a that's a big piece of their heart. I mean, that kid yeah. is he's all heart. He's playing and balling no matter what. So for him to be told he's gotta sit down, I know it's killing him because that mm. kid wants to compete, period. It, it, it almost seemed like, though, to me that the it wasn't even the fact they were just missing one or two people. It was the fact that it almost seemed like they left the gas station after picking up snacks and forgot to put gas in the gas tank. Well, they I mean, came out with no fuel, no fire, nothing. Like, 
They came out flatter than I've seen them come out, I think, in the past two seasons, including the fall brawl. It definitely was a different team because just considering how they were the week before and how they played for their coach after their coach gets ejected, and you saw them as a team run to their coach, hop the fence to celebrate with them, and then to come back and just look lifeless, that's that's something. When I mean, if you get shut out, you get shut out. But just to just be lethargic and just go with the motions and just roll with the flow, a lot of times that's how you get that's how you get hurt. A lot of times it just it it something wasn't right in the air. I mean, I don't know if it's because they're missing Davis, which is a, a huge loss, but something to me thinks that they're that it's possibly something more because you just don't you just don't come off. You just don't come off that high being motivated and then just come back and lay an egg. I mean, granted, if you get beat, you get beat, you tip your cap, you come back next week, and you try again. But just there's a glitch somewhere. Right. And with two weeks, two weeks left in our season, playoff spots in Vegas still open for anyone's taking. There is nobody mathematically eliminated in Vegas yet from the Vegas side of playoffs. Does that in itself, does that statement in itself kind of show proof of just how strong our division is? I mean, look. We can't prove it till we go out there or they come out here. Exactly. Right. In in reality, you know, when I said I know who my favorite is, I'm talking about my favorite to snatch that, that last playoff spot if we're looking at it. And I could be wrong as far as the way it breaks down, but Right now, the team that that's surprised me, and happily or, or gladly so, has been OTT. I mean, look what they did on Sunday. Well, we yeah. could talk about the depleted pit boss team all we want. You still got to play the games, and for them to go out and do what they did, and let's let's be real, um, the best one of the best returners in the game didn't have a return for a touchdown. In a throw off. No, he touched so, he touched the, the game more offensively and maybe even defensively yeah, than he did on the than return. He did on the throw offs, yeah. So I mean, when I sit there and I look at that, man, I'm like, okay, OTT's learning to win in different ways. Oh and yeah, that and they're is, keeping the same guys too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean these well, guys picking up they're they were picking on the, up the same type of guys too. Like anybody they do pick up, they all share the same type of Great determination and belief in each other. It's nice. Here's something that we saw for the first time all season. They had depth because normally when you think of OTT, what do you normally see? As Scotty always points out on the broadcast, it's always Iron Man football with OTT. But they looked fresh. They looked rested because they had for the first time all season they had more depth than normally the other team does. And again, that's you know, I mean it's unfortunate what the pit bosses are going through, but you know, you play the game, you play the game, but just if OTT can keep that depth, they possibly can make some noise and be a scare for whomever they go to. If they happen to get in and have to go to LA, they will be, they will not be an easy out by no means and no stretch of the imagination. They will make it tough as nails and tough as hell for you to beat them. You brought up a good point. I was just getting ready to go to is they are in the thick of the playoffs. They're not even, I mean, they're right there, five, four, five, somewhere like that. Right there in the thick of the battle. They're not, they're not fighting to get in right now where they're sitting. They are in if they keep doing what they're doing. 
And do you see uh, Will Perry playing defensive oh. end? Oh, boy. That, that dude was – he showed up. And he said, it's they been a while passion. since I played DM, but, man, I'm, I'm going to come out here and, and try it. That was at the beginning of the game, and, like, halfway through the game, that boy was, was killing the quarterback. I was like, damn, all right, well, you know, good to see you doing it. So, I mean, it, we, we take a look – we take a step back and we look at all the teams from our division. And like we – like you said, Casey, when, with OTT being, I think they are fifth, and – let's say they are um, they're right now, they would be going to LA and it would be great to see them take a full team to LA. Cause I mean, they, they have, they have some, and they play with a lot of heart. They play with oh. a lot of passion and they are fun to watch. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. What if they take, if they're able to take a full team and get the full crew that they have, even that they had show up this last Sunday, show up, for a game they travel to to LA if they make the playoffs that team better show up ready to play a football game and not show up thinking that they're just going to walk all over OTT because that ain't about to happen well check this out if I mean if the playoffs started today they would play the vibe the Santa Monica vibe so that's a that's a I mean is that pretty much I mean what I mean how good are, is L, is the Aces? Like, do no, we, we think they're know. better over? Do we think that they're better than over the top? They've only played the Aces, the Aces and they have a yeah. ninety-one point negative ninety-one point. That's what I'm saying. I'm I'm saying I'm taking. We're going to call that game out there. So I'm taking my OTT, my Vegas OTT in that game. Right. So am I. Absolutely. Yeah, I would take Aces OTT are ranked number ten in the country. Yeah, but. They've only played two games against. I I get it. I get it. But they've they've played. They do ball out. They do ball out. I will say that. We can't take it. You can only play, like you said earlier, you can only play who they put in front of you. Yeah. And we don't know again. I mean, that's a short drive. We might be able to organize. You can't understand what a team is against another team until they have a common opponent. So OTT goes out there and plays um, the vibe. And let's say they hang, and I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying, what if? What if they hang 50 on them? Well, you know, that's what the Aces have done. So now do you consider the Aces as good as, as uh, OTT? Not on the eye test. Or do you consider I'm OTT as good as the Aces? Well, I think the Aces would have to try to be as good as OTT, but I'm Vegas versus everybody for everything. Well, I ain't going to lie, I, you know. Anybody who heard me on Friday, you know where I, my heart yeah. is. No, right. Yeah, no, you was out there fighting your heart out. I, I appreciate that. I could not connect. I was a little upset. And then look at our playoff picture at home, though. You have – it would be the Insomniac versus the Kryptonite. And Sick, sick versus with four. versus Force. <laughs> Talk about two entertaining games in Las Vegas. Yeah, hey, the Hollywood heroes are automatically in second place in California just because they haven't <laughs> lost yet. How so bad they haven't even played yet. Well, so, let's see. Let's that's see what, hey, that stick with it force game is going to be saucy. I oh, yeah. That game is going to be spicy. A rematch. And, and if anybody's been paying attention to my comments on my Facebook post in the group in the uh, A7 chat, ooh, wee, this Insomniac's Kryptonite game is going to be spicy too. 
Oh, absolutely. They're both they're both gonna be they spicy. Are on each other's they're neck. They are on each other's neck. Yeah, it's because you gotta realize that half of the insomniacs are from last year's kryptonite, and half of the other half came from hit bosses and a whole bunch of extra additions. These guys are they and, know each other very well, and they're they they don't necessarily get along. No, they don't. Um, and it's it's kind of funny you mentioned in that a little bit the pet bosses. I'd like to kind of maybe shift for a little bit anyway over there to touch on them for a minute because we had some things happen um, after Sunday. Um, we had Coach Bartley who resigned from coaching the pet bosses. Um, and Coach Q has been named their interim head And my question with that is, there's two weeks left in the season. Could his coaching style and the way he seems to bring guys together mean the pit bosses in their season on a positive note? And could they possibly, possibly sneak their way into the playoffs with not being mathematically eliminated yet? I mean, they just... You want some of that uh, Vegas, uh, Clark County School District now? I mean, yeah, because I'm pretty because, sure. Well, they might not be eliminated from the playoffs. You know, they it, to play? it, it's going to be a stretch for them to uh, to they win their last play. two games. Well, they're not. They're not about to beat Kryptonite. No, not after the, the not after the loss that Kryptonite just took. No, now when they play the gold, they can, they're going to win that one. Well, we don't know who's going to show up for them yet. I mean, we can't say that. No, you uh, gotta see what I it, mean, what if everybody gave up, first. yeah, we gotta see if everybody if Bartley was holding that team together. Well, well, then here, here's nobody here's what shows I was up. But if he was if he was tearing here's, that team apart, then everybody shows up. Thing. Here's what I was gonna say. I know that since Coach Q has taken the team over, he's been strongly recruiting some of the guys that he knows heavily that haven't been in the A7 this season or you know, some of the guys that have been even cut, released, whatever, and are on that waiver wire, like, he's been making moves and making, I believe he brings a fuller team this weekend than what we've seen the pit bosses have all season. Okay, Possibly. let's say that he does. The biggest okay, question is, is K Uno coming to play quarterback for him? That one I that have not. one of the biggest questions. Yeah, that'd be a good that's a good question that needs answered. I have not myself been able to get that answer yet, but I do know there's been some things happening and some some players, he said, I mean, you told me, he said, you know, now that I've got this team, just just watch if it's not these last two games, fall brawl is right around the corner for the fall season. And he plans to have something, if he's still in control of that team, he plans to have something sweet put together. Now, I just read it. D, thanks for mm. staying on top of it. Mm. Um, their backup quarterback moved the ball better than Kuno. The only problem is he was throwing to Kuno. So um, you do have, you still have a, a little bit of a, of a downslide there if Kuno isn't on that roster. Um, you know, I got to give him, give him what, what I can because I thought he was one of the better quarterbacks. And if you give him, give that kid time, he is going to prove 
that he can throw the ball and he's also going to prove that he can run it. But again, with this is this is where the A7FL and some teams, not all teams, some teams get muddy because you just don't know who's going to come and who's going to show up. It's like kryptonite. I would have never called kryptonite having the showing that they had last week. Nope. But again, I didn't know who was going to show up considering the fact that I knew they were missing some of their big men for their offensive line. Now, we can all sit here and say what we want, but let's be real. But Zach got, wasn't there. Well, hold on. Trey wasn't there. Have, KJ wasn't give, there. When you give Luther some time, you give Lex some time, the boy can spin the ball. Yeah. He's a damn good quarterback. But from what I saw, he had no time, and it was very difficult for him to put things together on that. So I got to be real, and I've got to say, you know, when teams, when you're not sure who's going to show up, it makes it very difficult to call games. And what I mean by call games, the winner. Because right now, I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt, there's two teams that show up every single week. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to worry about it. They'll have all their players, insomniacs, and sick with it. You might be able to throw gold in there. I'm going to say gold. What the fuck? <laughs> but and, and Derek, or Derek Duncan's staying on it in the producer role again. I mean, Bro, he's got some Uno, shit. This it's so Kay true, Uno, but it's gonna hurt some feelings. Yeah, Kay, Kay Uno and and I, I kind of agree with this. I kind of, I mean, I said this. I myself said this to Bartley the second week he had Uno as his quarterback. I said you've got to get Uno to throw the ball. Because if K Uno doesn't throw, just like Derek Duncan said in in our chat as a producer, there's no threat on on the pass. Then that D line tees off on the run because they have nothing else to worry about. So in that way, K Uno has actually has kind of hurt the pit bosses because he's not that much of a throwing threat. I mean, he can throw the ball. It's just when he, he does, can, he doesn't like to. He seems to like playing. Like he likes to. to. He seems to like playing receiver. He's good at that. Yeah, but well, hold on. Is it that he doesn't like to throw the ball, or is it the fact that some of the play calls were not open, and so by the time, away. by the time he moves, by the time he gets to a point where he can throw it again, they're still not open, or it's a busted play and he's going to take off. So I mean, we can look at it. A couple of different ways. Bottom line There's is, a knows a, is an athlete that you would probably rather have on your team than not have on your team. Right, but I'm saying, I mean, if they keep him on, the, I mean, I'm not saying he's not going to be on the team. I'm saying maybe, maybe they do move him out to to wide receiver and use him at receiver because just as many times as has he's not had time to throw or not had anybody to throw to because they're covered, he's had guys wide open 10, 15 yards down the field and chose to run and picked up three or four instead. That's yeah, the, dead, I mean, this is the dead air I was talking about. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think. So, like, with Kayuno, it's one of those things, like, I don't know, I played against him, and he really doesn't, he really don't throw the ball like that. He really doesn't. Like, he can. I just don't think that's his first instinct sometimes. Like, especially when the D-line's getting off that fast. Like, I just think that his, that's his first instinct is to take off. I would like to see what Kuno does with a decent line to see if he's still run first. But I don't think he's been on a team yet where he's been able to have time to set his feet and throw. But 
I don't know, from playing against him, I wasn't worried about him picking the ball up and throwing it as much as I was him making a quick move and breaking my ankles. Well, thank you. And that's that the thing. A lot on Sunday. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the same thing. But you know what I mean? Like, he hasn't – he also refuses to go to a stacked team. I've talked to him. He refuses. He's not about to – like, he's one of those guys. Like, I'm not about to go against it. I'm not going to go jump on a team I can't beat. And I respect that. Like, I, I get it. But, man, you're, you're going to – you might get hurt. Like, because it's just – He's playing against some real top to top tier D linemen. I've said this in chats and I've said it on podcasts and I'm going to keep saying it. Vegas has the nastiest D line in the country. There's not there, like, and it's on multiple teams. Every team has one, like the way we play D line, the way our, our rush is, it's different from everywhere else. Our athletes are different. I don't know how, I don't know if it's just, like something in the water out here, this nasty Lake Mead water. It's all the bodies floating in Lake Mead that just gives us this ability to rush the passer. But our D lines are different. I think it would be fun to see him throw from a, behind the line, though. I, I would not disagree with that. And I think he's a, uh, a good athlete. And I think he can um, do multiple things for you. As we saw him playing safety, that wasn't a bad, a bad move. Oh, he's not playing safety either. Ball I mean, hawk. he could have had more than one pick. He had one. He could have had a few. Uh, and I saw on one, he held up because he was afraid of running into his own player and taking him out. So knowing that they didn't have a ton of people to play on Sunday, he was, uh, you know, being mindful. It cost him, but he was being mindful. I get it. There's some plays that you got to kind of wonder about. You can't always, you know, go balls out on every play. But also right. during the broadcast, Casey Skynet just kept pointing out that we thought that, that something something wasn't right with Kayuno because he normally does stuff that he does not do, dropping passes that easily could have been caught or just had a hard time hanging hanging onto the football. And we're just like, this is not the same Kayuno that is as spectacular and as can be a, a dominant playmaker in this league that we have. It's just something wasn't right. Now, yeah, he made some plays here and there, but I mean, just, just, I felt like that he was not himself. It, it did look a little different. It did. Now, I'm not sure if that was something that was going on with him or if it was like, maybe that's, that had, I mean, I'm just speculating. I'm not, I don't know. Maybe that has something to do with the reason uh, the, of the coaching changes. I don't know if it was something going on with him. If they just weren't getting along, but I thought that I thought Bartley was why Kayuno went over there. So I'm, I was a little confused, but there's definitely something extra going on where he wasn't he wasn't even it didn't seem like he was all the way there. Kind of like the whole Hunters team. Well, the only thing we can hope for is that Coach Q, who is respected by everybody, can just bring some um Lineman. some sort of comfort to the team and just you know what. We got these many games left. Let's just go out there and just play to the best of our ability. And if we shock some people, great. If not, let's just see some progress. Let's just see that something's there. Let's just spark something for the fall season. You know, oh, they got, got oh, they have, Man, look, check this out. They got some stuff coming. Just wait. I done heard some rumors. They got some stuff coming. I, don't worry about the pit bosses. They're going to be fine next season. They're going to be all right. I promise they're going to be all right. I, I'm not going to speak 
onto what they got, but ooh, we they got some surprises coming. Well, I look forward to seeing it. That's for sure. Uh huh. I I thought I thought it was gonna be something else, but I caught wind of stuff that is going on. I'm excited. I'm super excited because we still have we still have. Untapped I seem to remember somebody here. by the name of Viking that was talking about he's a free agent. I'm going to Are you breaking something for us this week? Oh, no, 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 no. Not about me. No, me, I I am in very serious talks with, I will, I will be honest, and I'll say I'm in very serious talks with three teams uh, right now, and I'm entertaining all offers and conversations. I uh, my goal is to win a national championship. So if you're not ready, if you're not geared towards, if you're not focused on the East Coast and what they got going on, I'm not, I'm not dealing with it. I'm not here to play against Vegas kids. I like Vegas kids. I don't want to hurt nobody out here. I don't, my interest isn't in playing people out here. That's not what it is. My interest is a national championship. And there's three teams that are serious about it. And I'm talking to all three of them. And I wouldn't, honestly, I would entertain a conversation with G Erd too. I like the way they play. They, they play with all kinds of, all kinds of moxie. Well, there you heard it. Let me Viking say the, is... the Viking on OTT sounds scary as hell. Like they, I, oh, I, yeah. I'm entertaining all kinds of stuff. G Erd, I him, love the way they play. Him. Him with Yodi Mac and Jay Earl, that could be scary. That could be real, real scary. Uh, but also, I love, I love the way AJ plays football from the Insomniacs. I love the way that kid plays football. If there's anybody in the league that plays, that might, that I might, I might even say he got a he got a leg up or two on me, especially coming back from a, from an injury. But I, God, good God, that would be scary. Me and him on the outside. Okay, if I, if I see you on a line with number 20 and number 10 on the Insomniacs, that's just unfair. That's unfair. That's, that, that, that's unfair. Because uh, me like, on the other side of Quinn isn't. The three of you on the same line would not be fair. That would be, I mean, mm. it'd, be, it'd be fun to watch schematically and all the you know, different stunts that you can run, but still, that would just be unfair because that's just, who are you going to guard? Because somebody is going to get free and somebody is going to eat and the quarterback is going to go down and going to go down hard. Oh, yeah. Next season is going to be fun. Everybody's on notice. I'm training. It is what it is. Everybody knows what my like. I'm I'm training, training. I'm not just I'm not just Let's out here on the line. Let's call it what it is. That's called cheating. <laughs> that's what that's yeah. called. Let's be yeah. real. Eric, you might that's need to kill the Rocky music for uh, Scotty's comeback. Right, man. Look, it's we're going, we're coming, I, and I'm, I'm talking to everybody openly. I'm talking to everybody openly. I love, I love everybody in Vegas, and I got nothing but love and respect for nobody. I'm not saying that I'm leaving Kryptonite. I'm not saying that I'm leaving anything. I'm not saying that I'm automatically joining up with anybody. I'm saying that my goal, one thousand percent, is a national championship. And if your head isn't on right, I'm not fucking with you. I think you could get respect off of that. Oh, absolutely. If somebody doesn't respect it, then you got to line up against me and, and play me on the field, and you don't want to do that. And, and there's that. Mm-hmm. The motivation of Thor summoning all the powers 
from Asgard. Yes. Let's, <laughs> let's get this thing back on track, man. We've right, yeah, let's get this we, back on track. We're not just derailed, but we're the train's already uh it didn't leave the station, it got derailed. But anyway. Right. Um let's let's discuss the games we have coming up this weekend. Um two left in the season, and we start off at eleven AM pit bosses versus Kryptonite. Oof, man. Kryptonite. I, I think they bought Kryptonite was rebound. Yes. And, but they but we don't even know who's showing up for pit bosses. We have no idea. Yeah, that's, oh, that's, that that's, could be the scary thing. We don't know who's showing up for the pit bosses. Exactly. We know that they're going to be there. So, you know, if we have to put, um, if we have to take a look at this thing and say, okay, it's an 11 o'clock game, but what scares me is, is, um, is Lex okay? Is he ready to play this weekend? And if he's not, who's playing QB for Kryptonite? Either way, I've got to look at Kryptonite as long as they've got some of those players coming out and playing, I got to give it to Kryptonite. And I would tell tell you, not knowing, hamstrung of not knowing all the players that will be there for either team, I'm going to pick Kryptonite by 21. Call it right now. Oof. Okay, Scott, what do you think? Kryptonite by 30. Oof. Okay. W and that. And, and we don't know who's showing up for the pit bosses either. Like, they can yeah, show no. up with a squad. You know what I mean? Like, they, they're looking at their, looking at their roster. They, it's, it's the end. But Coach Q works magic. And that was my point when I brought up. Yeah, he, yeah in, he's in known the, to work. He he's known to bring a lot of people. Build a team. He knows <laughs> everybody that plays Vegas, like football in Vegas. So, Worst case, he might not be able to bring the most talented squad in the world, but he could probably add a solid 10 for the last two games. And that gives that at least gives people some breath. You know what I mean? That turns the whole team around. Oh my gosh. That's a look. See, I don't feel so bad about my about my call right now because the bosses have lost to everybody except the hunters by more than 40 points. Uh, so, different team, like we said, though we just don't know what team's going to show up on Sunday. You know, so I was under we got to kind of take that into consideration too. I'm not going to give a score, but I will I'll say my boys. But I will say, Kryptonite will bounce back and get back on the winning track after having a couple of off weeks. Here, here's what I'm going to say about that game. I'm going to say, number one as we've already beat it over and over. We don't know who's showing up for the pit bosses. I hate to even try to put a score on a game like that where we don't know who's showing up really for either team at this point. Um, But I think that with Coach Q and what he does, if what he's known to do, if he does even half a job at it in the short time he's had and adds an additional four or five, six people onto that pit boss's team. And I believe he's picked up a few out of the waiver wire too. So, I mean, he's got some additions there as well that are going to come over and they may make an impact with the pit bosses. I don't say the pit bosses will win, but I think this game is going to be a lot closer than people imagine. And I'm going to say Kryptonite will, will bounce back. They'll get there and they'll officially eliminate the bosses from being able to 
work their way into a playoff spot, but it's not going to be by 30 or 40. I believe it's going to be, it might be by 10, but I think it's going to be a close battle. And I think we're finally going to play all four quarters of football. Ooh, I love this. And this is why we call the games. Yes. Yes. No, because look, I've been wrong. Look, I've been wrong in every single one of my predictions, so I don't want to. I don't want to start no shit. But Casey's gonna get a wedgie. <laughs> Casey's gonna end up with a whole wedgie. Hey, it doesn't matter. Up there, mad. Casey ain't getting. Casey ain't getting no hot links. Watch, and Casey's gonna be the one that's right too. That's gonna be. That's gonna be fucked up. Like, watch they both. They they end up in like a fifty to sixty shootout. Oh, that'd be Cause, crazy. Because Coach Q brings in some crazy, fast, crazy tall receiver they could just throw it up to. Let's not forget, the other quarterback can throw the ball for the boss. And and the kryptonite can answer every touchdown you throw at him. So. Yeah, and that, that, other, that other quarterback that they had was uh, Cameron Stidham. Are we um, kind of forgetting that between the two teams, the one that's got the best return game, is a kryptonite yeah. are we forgetting that no but how many times are the pit bosses going to score to be able to actually throw the ball off well that's one that's one question that has to be answered but let's say let's say they and this is why i don't think it's going to be a shootout because let's say the pit bosses do score a touchdown and they do throw it off i'm gonna put my chances of that going for a touchdown probably pretty high uh, I'm going to say probably in the 80 percentile range, depending on who who he brings. Because I mean, let's face it, you know, you got probably one of the better return man playing for a kryptonite too. So yeah. we can't, you know, you can't sleep on that stuff. And no. let's face it, the return game is done with no time off the clock. Come on, fellas, we got to well, think it, about this thing. These things so, it changes so. games around. Well, if KJ did. returns, that's going to be a big up because he might be available this Sunday. Right. And if he is, then that's that's going to be a game changer. And then all of a sudden, I mean, even with him stepping on the field for throw throw offs, whether it's the after a touchdown three on one or a you know what, it's fourth and thirty five. So we're going to throw it off if he's back there to get it and they throw it to him. That game all, all of a sudden will become a 20 or 30 point blowout in the. Yeah, we, we also we can't forget, like we. We got to say, I'm also looking at the kryptonite D line with Dom, CJ, with these guys, with the way Dom and CJ have been playing, like if they both show up, that it could get, it could really get a little sketchy for, uh, for Chase back there. Or, Man, you know, or, uh, and I got to say, cause I, I love Dom. Dom is a, is a good dude and that's my nephew now. So. Don't talk bad about my nephew. Right. And our next game. <laughs> All I got was a right. Okay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So our what? next game. 30, stick with it in gold. Oh, talk about Dude, a buzz call. That's going to be a rough one. That's going to be a rough one. That's going to be a quick is game. That the, is that the 130 game? Yes. Oh, we're gonna be sitting around until seven o'clock at night waiting for that game. So that game that game is gonna be over like two bad. 
They might. They might. Hey, Derek just asked if it'd be eighty nothing by half. Sickwood, it has a point to prove. Yeah, they might do it. Now that everybody knows, you just got to load up in the first two quarters. Like it might be. Well, I mean, let's be real. You know, did did their uh, defense has been falling? But did the goal learn anything from playing against uh, against the Insomniacs last week? What you know, I did, the, the improvement they, they that something. I saw, the biggest improvement as I saw that they didn't try to fight each other until the fourth quarter. Well, it was over in the fourth quarter. I mean, let's face it; they didn't they didn't get a fourth quarter. Right. No. Or, or I'm sorry, the third quarter. So, like, they didn't usually usually there's somebody on the gold sidelines trying to throw blows with each other by about halftime. So that's, <laughs> I went to a football game and a fight broke out. No, I went to a fight and a football game broke out. Yeah. I mean, it's just, they, they just have to get their, they just have to get like, they, they really have to get their stuff together. And one thing we've been seeing a lot and Derek just brought up, We've been seeing a lot of muffs on these three-on-one returns. Like people oh, not paying oh, attention. People this has been crazy. Is it is it the coverage is that good? There's a certain guys that seem to have figured out how to throw this ball to get it yep. to pop I, back. And I, I don't know why people are letting it bounce. I was gonna say no, there's catch it in the air, but go ahead, Casey. I'll, I'll say there, there seems to be, as of the last few weeks, a handful of guys, as you just said, Scott, that they, it's not even that they figured out how to throw it exactly. It's they figured out they need to put it higher up in the air and let it come down at this extreme angle and get this high bounce or back bounce to back bounce towards them. And if it does one... down and bounce back towards them, their guys are fast enough down the field that they're catching it off the bounce and the returner has no chance to catch it off. The that's bounce. something that the force have gotten really good at. Yeah. That's, that's that, that, that that's one practice. guy. I can't remember that guy's name. I cannot remember that guy's name, but he runs the ball. So, uh, 27 or something for the force. He does the, the throw offs too. Morales. Uh, I think. Morales, yeah. Keep in mind. Keep no, in mind you got to think amazing. Of, you got to think of one thing that, that was going on last week. We had a situation where at the beginning of the, the beginning of the games, we had no wind to speak of. Then as we got later, the wind started to pick up. And so I saw a lot of balls that if I had to field a punt or throw off, I wasn't sure where it was going. We had one that was, um, I don't even, I can't even call it a muff. The returner looked to the referee because he thought it didn't hit the 25 yard line. It actually bounced on the 24 but he thought mm -hmm. it bounced prior. So he let it bounce around for a second before he went after it. And I'm yep. thinking, dude, you played to the whistle. There was no whistle. What are you doing? And he ran after it. And it, unfortunately for him, it was a, a turnover because yep. again, the hesitation, when there's a throw off, you can't hesitate. You got to know what you're going to do with that ball. If it bounces, go get on it. Because there's a couple of times too, that it bounced into the end zone. And guys didn't know what to do. They were hesitant. Do I pick it up? Do I try to, you know, and then we do have I to say, try to make something out of it. Do I try to let it go? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you, you can't question that. If you're going to have a ball bounce, then you better have a, the idea in your mind. Okay. If it bounces, I, I've got to return this no matter what, because these are, these are just things that I don't think I said it before. And I'll say it again. Special teams are going to win 
the championship this year. And I'm going to stand by that. I can right. be You know what? Wrong. After watching a bunch of film, I think you're right. No. And, and it's funny you mentioned the, the letting it roll into the end zone, the hesitation, because Friday when we were on our TU's podcast, and shout out to them over there. They're doing a great job with that podcast. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you're doing a really but good job as, of pissing Chris off, too. As, as, they, as they pointed <laughs> out on that podcast no more times than once, there's certain things over here that are happening that the East Coast is seeing on film that is the reason why the East Coast is saying that Nevada isn't quite A7FL championship ready because it's those mistakes of that hesitation on the throw off throwing it directly to the guy on a punt type throw off um you know things like that are we seeing are we not seeing before we go any further with that crap i'm gonna nip that in the buns right now because i'll tell you <laughs> i have yet to see either one of our top ranked teams exactly throw the ball on a fourth down directly to anybody no. they've thrown no. them out of bounds and i've also seen the insomniacs put their best thrower on the field to, to put the ball damn near in the end zone every single time. So whatever they're saying from the East Coast about that, I've got to laugh at because they're correct when you're talking about the bottom tier teams. When oh, you're talking you. about the top tier teams, no, yep. no, sir. That does not happen. And that's, thank you. And that's why I wanted to bring that up is because that's the argument you'll hear. There's there's things like that that you guys are doing that just makes you not championship ready. But they're talking about our bottom tier teams. Exactly. Top tier teams. So, but yet they, it always seemed, and that seemed to be kind of the issue Friday as well, was there was a lot of that, you know, they wanted to talk about certain things they saw over here and that they were, you know, but they didn't want to mention they were seeing those out of the lower tier teams and not the top tier teams over here. They wanted to act like they were seeing that division wide. Only reason I wanted to bring that up was to get y'all's take on that. And I know, Scott, you had a little bit of issue with your sound on or connection on Friday, so you weren't able to jump up there. I know there's some things you probably want to say in regards to some of the things they had to say. I wanted to give you that chance by bringing that up to, to kind of respond. And what do you have to say about that? Man, well, I mean, as far as all that, man, that's, that's all fine and dandy. But we can play y'all style of ball. Y'all can't play our style of ball. Play down and gritty and in the trenches. Our D-line is better than anything y'all got anywhere else in the country. And that's before I stepped back on the field. So, come on. Like, well, you can't – you haven't seen our back stacks and our – like, you haven't seen our, our real plays yet. Like, you haven't played against them. I saw BIC try and implement a back stack and mess it up. I saw these guys trying to do these things. Anybody, like anybody that's that's been in the weight room can can plug a hole. Like we have the ability to contain outside because of our edge on the D-line. They what they don't have is the ability to read our offenses. Point blank period. You haven't seen it, you can't read it. That's what I have to say. And none of them are gonna be able to come out here and stay hydrated long enough to be able to play into the third quarter. <laughs> It's not gonna happen. You're gonna come out here. You're gonna indoor. see all these beautiful women. You're gonna and you're gonna want to go out and party the night before and all that. You're, that's what you're gonna do. And then you're gonna come out here and realize this heat is dry, and it's gonna suck what little moisture you have out of your body, and you're not gonna be able to do it. We can play in the cold. It gets cold out here. 
We see rain. What you don't see is this heat. Well, I will agree with you there, Scotty, but I, I will throw a little bit of something else in there. And <laughs> I will throw in the fact that, um, yeah, I like to listen to these guys talk. And you, yeah, I said it on Friday. I'll say it again. Sitting there listening to them talk and being disrespectful is all hell. And some of them apologize, and that's fine. I mean, you're a man. You can say what you want to me. I'm a big boy. You know, I'm an old-ass man. I, I really don't give a shit. Because bottom line, when it all comes down to it, now I'm having flashbacks of Friday, but when it all comes yeah. down to it, you know, like I told them, put your money where your mouth is. You know, you guys talk a big game, and it's always we have to travel. Well, put your money where your mouth is. Bring your ass down here and play, play a football game in our backyard. And let's see what the differences are. I mean, we still haven't traveled up there this season to see what could happen. And I'm with you, Scott. I'm, you know, Vegas strong to the end. And I will. Oh, I heard it on know, the podcast. Yeah, I'll knuckle up with anybody about who Vegas is. Vegas is a, is a team, or excuse me, Vegas is a division that we sat there for the last year and listened to everything the East Coast had to say about us. Whether it was a three-on-one podcast, whether it was, you know, different players, and everybody heard what happened on Friday. And if you didn't, please, by all means, go to RTU and listen to it and hear for yourselves. I wasn't saying anything I didn't believe in wholeheartedly. These guys out here are out here, and I've got love for every single player that plays in this division because these are my Vegas boys. And we're, we're proud, and we will deliver, period. So I can tell you right now, if we lose in the championship game, it will not be a shellacking. It'll be a close game, period. And the thing about it is when you talk to these coaches, man, ain't, nobody's showing anything right now. They're playing vanilla as all hell. So I don't know what they've got coming. I don't know what they're, what they're planning. But I can tell you right now, I won't sleep on Mark and I will not sleep on, on James either because I think both of them are good coaches and they've got players to make plays. So we'll see what happens. That's all I'm going to say about it. I'm not going to do the talking like the East Coast does because I want to see it. Show me. Show me. That's it. Show me. Only thing is, it's at a neutral site, and it will be indoors. So unfortunately, the elements really won't play a factor whomever comes down from the East to Bullhead City. But with that said. No, it's still no. dry in there. It's still sure. dry in there. You still well, got to be in this heat. Well, and, and, and you don't have to be in the sun. If it was in the sun, it's no contest. They don't make it. I don't disagree with that. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't, dis- no, I, I don't disagree with that whatsoever. They're in trouble. Like, there's a reason, there's a reason that every major flag is not in Las Vegas because we would win every single one. Nobody no, can come either. from out of town and beat us here. It's the heat. No, we're, hey. we're damn near playing in, in Death Valley. Well, and, and let's point out, us. let's point out. Not even our guys can make it in July. I mean, it's hard no, for some of our own guys know. to make it in July. So, <laughs> when 115 degrees is eating at your ass, right? Man, that is that ain't no joke. And the thing about it is, that's Vegas. And you know, I'm not going to say or let the cat out of the bag of what the temperatures are going to be down in Bullhead because yeah, well, we all know the want, difference. They don't even want to talk say, about that. We, we're gonna oh yeah, because about that. keep it quiet. We're not letting any cats out of the bag. No, Go but ahead. you know what we're gonna do is we're gonna we we are gonna tell them about how cool it is to hang out at the lake, 
Well, oh, river, yeah. and the river. The river is beautiful right there. You could spend the whole day the day before hanging out next to that river for like oh, twelve heck bucks. Yeah, drink all you want, man, and, it, oh, and it, it, it'll make you want all drink. kinds of parties. There's all there's women everywhere. I I promise you. Well, speaking Go from ahead. experience. Speaking from experience, I, and I know for a fact that Arizona summers are a lot hotter than Nevada summers. So I'm just speaking from personal experience. So, and gentlemen, um, do we even need to go around the room and call this sick with it gold game and what we think that's even going to look like? I mean, I know we obviously sick with it is going to dominate that game. I don't think the question is by how much. I'll no, just say JG will throw for uh, seven touchdown passes. Let, let's just let's just leave it at this. Let's leave it at this. I mean, we know what the game is going to be. We all know what can, what the outcome is going to be. I don't think we have to disrespect anybody by throwing out uh, scores. That's just my feeling. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Hey, you know what? <laughs> this next game that I want to talk about, though, the next oh, game yeah. on the schedule, which is that. Forced over the top. Yeah, this forced. is the biggest trap game for the force that they're gonna see. I agree. Oh. And it's the game of the week. Yeah, yeah. Game of the week. Five. Game of the week. And as Derek said, uh, or like as as you can see by looking at the schedule, this is gonna oh, be the God. best game of the week. And we we're gonna get to sit and watch it as long as uh we don't have these market these uh technological issues we've been having. I hope we don't because I want to call this one. We might get well, the chance to call this one, but I go ahead, Doug, because I, I was going to say something that you guys, as soon as I say it, you guys would be like, oh, hell yeah. Go ahead. Over the top, just I just love watching the play simply for the fact is it does not matter who they have. It doesn't matter how much who's on the roster. Yeah, they will give us some points, but they will fight. They will scratch. They will call. They will not give an inch for nobody, and the force have better come with it because OTT is going to come to try and hit them in the mouth and be like, square up, man up. You're going to have to beat us if you want the win because this is a huge game with huge playoff implications because of over-the-top wins. That puts them possibly in the third slot. So, I mean, this is – I mean, this is really – Three versus five, our playoff race right here. Yeah. Three versus this, five. This is possible. Winner will probably the three up, city. Depending on, Yeah, depend, depending on point differential and how that plays out, this could possibly, like, yeah, abs- absolutely. If the force moves, Ooh. they could. If the force moves, they could drop as deep as number five, depending on point differential. And then well, over they, the top. I mean, they, they already had. They're sitting at 111 points. They would have to lose by a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, and now, now let me let me uh, address the five hundred pound or a thousand pound gorilla sitting in the middle of the room. Lavish versus Mister oh, Cunningham. Boy, oh, we oh, forgot about that. Talk to me, We forgot about that. We're talking about two of the premier return men in the league. Now, I, I want you to be I'm the highest scoring game ever. I'm not going to talk about. I'm not going to talk about the return guy that, no. that has been added to Insomniacs yet. We'll get to him eventually. We're talking about force. He hasn't done it all season like these two have. So we're talking about Lavish versus yeah. Savion. Mm-mm. I mean, not I want to get you guys' thoughts on that. I'll just um, uh, Lavish plays for stick with it, boss. Yeah, Lavish plays for stick with it, boss man. 
Oh, that's right. Damn it. I was thinking. Wild is nasty, though. Damn, wild man, Curtis. You got Reek. Wild yeah, Wild. Yeah. Well, not to mm. mention, you also got Mr. Cooper also returning. Uh, three yeah, Wild yeah. Yeah. Of yeah, that's wild. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. Okay. Coop, okay. Coop is, is nothing to sleep on. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Coop is definitely nothing to sleep on. I mean, bro, they got, they got with, a You want to talk about Art returning? There's a kill yeah. Art. Yeah, I'll say this. Force, Force has some ballers, man. This could, but over the top could answer every single point. Like the Force can literally eat up all the clock in the world and score on every drive, methodical as as Coach Mac likes to be. You know, control the clock, do everything, but they still have that untimed down to throw it to Savion. Correct. And if he gets at least right. three to well, four, come if, on. If Savion gets at least three, three to four, which he can do in his sleep, OTT has a shot. They really do. I wonder what uh what about the um I wonder what Vegas or the I wonder what the over the top points for would be if you took away Savion's returns. That's a good question. Oh, that's a good that's question. A very good question. O- OTT has outscored the force 256 to 187 this season. Mm. But the force D has the edge giving up 76 versus 261. Their defense has been stout. Yes, they have. Like they've played some rough game. They've played two rough games and their defense staged out. They still have this the second lowest points. Wow, they've given up less points than sick. Well, here's the thing. When I did not lo- honestly until I just looked at it. I would not have called that. Well, here's the thing. Remember, they only they they only lost to sick with it, and sick with it only put up 21 points. The final score was 21 to 14. So I mean, and, and we and we know sick obviously can score because they've put up 92 this season. So that just goes to show you to jump on your points, guy, of just how stout the force is because they can get pressure. They can send anybody you want to because, again, they have the depth so they can always interchange, and thus they're not tired when it comes to the money quarters, and which is the third and fourth quarter, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, but I, think, I, um, I, I definitely I think agree. I, I am super too. surprised by that stat. I am so, like, I am super amazed by it. And some of the Force guys are going to take offense to that, and that's cool. But, like, as far as flashy as stick with its defenses, I, the Force has really been clamping shit down. That's interesting to me. Uh, so, what's the... What's the next game on the slate? What's the is OT is not well, OTT. It's we haven't called this key. one yet. We haven't said who we thought was going to win this one, and what the point differential might be. I don't want to call this one. This one's going to be hard. <laughs> that's why I was trying to skip over it. <laughs> don't call me out like that. that that's going to be difficult. You man, you realize how hard it is for me to get to the booth after making these after making oh, these. I know. Uh, I know. Do you, man, you, what, wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. You want me to feel bad for you? When I've got I know watch, you sit down there with all of them, but we're talking about me. I'm a narcissist. Comes through. Come on, man. Yeah, I'm a narcissist, man. We're going to talk about me, though. Okay, okay. <laughs> no, Sorry. no, I, just, no I, I said that not thinking about the fact that you literally <laughs> sign everybody in, and you have to hear it from literally every single person. So oh. I, I, I take back my complaint real quick. That's, I, I, that's, have, yep. I, have some, I have some of the best one-liners of guys walking in, talking to me, that I, I think I've heard ever and <laughs> guys guys that don't even they'll, they'll look at me and they'll go they'll look at me and they always call me coach coach what was up with last week's call <laughs> and it's like 
Yeah, I know. Well, what's up with last week's call? And then before I can say anything else, they just walk away. Like, okay. <laughs> they don't want to know. They just want you to know. Yeah, they just they just calling me out. They just want me to know what was up with the, what was up with last week's call. As long as you know you were wrong, we'll move on. But yeah, they just you were wrong. Me we're out watching. Let me know. Hey, at least everybody's watching. Hey, you know, people are paying attention, man. So I'm I'm gonna put it this way. I called the last game. I said what it was. Let's start with Dub. What do you What do you think on this one? Wow! Talk about silence. Wow. All right. I mean, I mean, again, as I previously said, I love the way over the top plays. They play with heart. They give you everything they got, and they have earned the right to be three and two. Um, you know what? I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna go on a limb. I'm picking an upset. I'm going OTT with the upset. Ooh. There's a man that's not afraid to say it. That would be Dub. Go see him in the. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Casey, what about you? Oh man, um, this game is going to be the only one I believe this weekend that we're really going to say. Really going to say. Whoa! Get some feedback all of a Whoa. sudden. Yeah, all of a sudden. Um. But like I said, it's going to be the only game where we can honestly say get your popcorn ready and absolutely mean it. Um, just because of the fact you got Chargers Pac-Man Jones, you got Wild Ball, both can return on the three-on-one versus, of course, they're hopefully going to put out Savion, you would think, more times than not to try to be able to keep up with the force. Um, I think this is going to be a close game. I think that OTT falls just a bit short, but I think it's only by like an extra point. Whether okay. that's a two or it's an interesting one. There we go with the uh, special teams coming into play. Scotty, what about you? I'm gonna say, oh, just off a, of, just uh, fuck. I don't want to. Like, my immediate instinct is to say force because of depth, right? Like, just, just on straight cardio. But over the top, it doesn't matter how deep the people there are they are playing. Like, I mean, it kind of does when you look at it. Um, I'm going to say – I'm going to call this one 38-35. Fucking force, and I'm going to be wrong. Like, I already know I'm going to be – like, I think I'm going to be wrong already, but that's what I'm going to go Okay. Well, uh, and I'll make mine easy. I think it's the force by six. Heard. So, keep it What's up? What do we got on the last one? Yeah, the, the nightcap under the lights. We get the – We get the who versus the what? Say that again. Versus the Vegas Hunters. What was the first team? Let me look at this um, because he broke up. The versus the Hunters. Insomniacs versus Hunters? Ooh, yeah. man. Is it just me or is the, the Hunters finishing off? Oh, yeah, we talked about this last Oh, yeah, no, yeah, the Hunters got the worst end of schedules. Yeah, damn. They picked the worst time to shit the bed, and they definitely did it. Yeah, Jeez. they're, they're going to have to show up with some heart, man, to, to make this thing go. Um. 
I mean, we could talk about this for a second, but realistically, I mean, is there a lot to say in no. this game? I Over mean, by halftime, possibly. Look, man, I love I love Jeremiah. Kid's got heart, and he's always trying. And but man, if he had an offensive line that could give him a little bit of time, and with with the Insomniacs defensive line, <laughs> damn. Um, I think the hunters try to fight themselves by the end. Well, I said I said Jeremiah. My bad. And I was talking about the hunters. Um, the hunters quarterback. My bad. I'm freaking all out there tonight. Um, and I can't remember. I can't remember the kid's name. And I apologize. He is a. Um, thank you. He's a. He's a really good kid. I've sat and talked to him after games. Very humble. Just wants to play football. And I hope that uh, his coach gives him some some time because I think. If he's got some time, he can move the ball a little bit. But it's just they're playing against the Insomniacs, the number one team in the in the league, in the nation. Um, oof, want some time to think about this. So, Scott, I'm going to throw you on the uh, fire first. You're the only one that hasn't gone first yet. Of course, I'm lying about that. but Right. Uh... Uh... Uh, okay, so I'm gonna go with uh, over by halftime, ninety. I'm gonna, um, that was a lot. Um, I'm gonna say sixty-three by half. Sixty-three by half. It's it, it's exact, but I have a I have a hunch. Well, don't That's forget, really it's not over until third quarter. So mercy. Yeah, rule. I know. So yeah, you don't have to get, you don't have to give a score, man. Well, I mean, it would be fun, but. Let's talk about who's going to win. And you think, obviously, the Insomniacs will beat them. Yeah. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, we don't have to talk about scores. Okay. Insomniacs, all right. Casey? Um, I definitely say this is one that is going to be a mercy rule game. Um, definitely going to be the Insomniacs. And, and I would not be surprised to see them try to do what they did last weekend or surpass what they did last weekend and put up another 86. Okay. I'm going to call and say the Insomniacs as well. Um, I don't know. I don't know if they, they claim that the 92 wasn't a, a thing that they wanted to try to eclipse and yet they came really close. I know that James was sincere when we were talking about it. He says blown out teams doesn't prove anything. And I agree. Um, so I'm just going to say the insomniacs. I'm not going to throw out a score. I think it's going to be a lopsided victory for them. But it just depends on what the team wants to do, realistically. Um, I think the hunters have heart. I think that they'll battle. And I think they'll battle right to the end. I'm not saying that it's going to be a close game. I just think it's going to be a battle that the hunters need. Because, you know, you show heart and you, you play teams like this and it, it really propels you for the next season. So and the Hunters just have a, you know, like we said, they've, they've really got a, a tough road to hoe for these last two games. So we'll see what happens. Dub? Dub. Insomniacs. That's all. That's all I got. Insomniacs. Insomniacs. All right, and gentlemen, one more one more subject that I'd really like to touch on. We had a pleasure this weekend of having a guest in the booth. We had, and at the game, 
He's he was the NFL draft scout, also a scout for the Hulu Bowl, um, also doing a few other things. Uh, Louis Ojeda was was in the booth and at the games. Um, that was a big moment for the A7FL for the A7FL Nevada especially. Oh, that was He's, fucking amazing. Yeah, and I, I got a chance. You know, you guys had him in the booth, and I don't know what your conversations were like with the man, but he came down the side uh, over by the gate by me, and we had a chance to talk for about 20, 25 minutes, um, just getting into players, getting into, you know, his thoughts and everything. And um, it was interesting because I don't know if he shared this with you guys, but he was like, you know, I watch this game on, on TV, and the three-on-one didn't seem like that big of a deal. He says, but when you see it in person, He's like, holy crap. Um, didn't use any colorful, colorful uh, words in that, but he, he was just like, dude, this is, this is something else. He says, I can understand why, you know, and he brought up names. He said, now I can understand why Mike Tomlin has a hard time not watching these games and why Snoop yeah. brought it up. And he's the one that brought that up to me. He's the one that, that talked about that. And he's like, I can see why these guys are having, you know, a hard time not watching these games. And, you know, taking their eyes off of the NFL for a minute. He says, they're not, not only is it entertaining, but it's a great brand of football. And, you know, that kind of made me stand up a little straighter, put my chest out a little bit more um, with, a, with a guy that's, you know, looked at NFL players uh, the way he has and for him to say that. And the one thing that I will share with you guys, and it was something that he brought up. I'm not saying there's anything to come of it. I don't know. But one of the things that he did share with me, he says, you know, we, I see these guys, we don't have stats on them. And what he means by stats is he brought up the fact that he thinks that there needs to be a combine, a national combine to have numbers to go with these guys. So when other people are looking at them, they know their 40 speed, they know their strength, they know what they're made of, their height, their weight, their age. He wants all of that. So it was something that was brought up that he said, you know, he's got to have a conversation with some people about, don't know who those people are, but that's what he brought up. And I thought it was, you know, not only was it exciting for us, but it was something I was not expecting. Well, I mean, also at the same time, like I, I, I kind of am expecting it. Like I'm happy that the guy was there. It was amazing that he was there, but we also just saw during this last, last draft, a guy from a fucking flag football league in Texas got drafted. What? You know a his guy name? From, huh, it's a some white boy got tra- tra- uh, drafted by the Chiefs from Tough. Wow. Yeah. Well, I like, mean, if, if this is a sign of if this is a sign of things to come. I've been telling people it's for an a long exciting time, time for us. Look. And we've been talking, so it's been going floating around in Nevada. I was talking about how flag was going to be like a serious professional league, like a year and a half, two years ago, before I knew about A7. And A7 kind of came in and fucked the Nevada flag off. Like, it's, it's bad. Like, you no, know, because you used to go, man, you used to go out to, you used to have to make a decision and have to plan your day because you'd have everybody was playing in the flag teams and it was all spread out between two different leagues across town. Now everybody's just out. And it used to be always, 
oh, if we was in pads, I'd fuck you up, and you wouldn't be able to do that if we was playing tackle. Well, guess what? Now get your ass out here and get your ass busted. And not, and it's literally diluting the snot out of flag. And people are paying attention to this A7. It's gonna be way bigger than anybody ever expected, except for maybe Derek and, and you. But I don't think anybody, I don't think anybody that even plays in this league understands how big this league is gonna be. I'll share a little bit with Casey. Go ahead, and I'll I'll, I'll share after you. Go ahead. Man. Uh, I was gonna say it was interesting to me some of the conversation we had with up in the booth. Chris said he wasn't privy to privy to, so I was gonna let him in a little bit on some of that. He goes, you know, we were we were talking about some of the talent level, and you know what he what he's looking for out here, and he said, you know, honestly, if there's NFL level talent out here, then we missed something, missed something big and probably shouldn't have our jobs or something like that was the comment he made. And I think I looked at him and I said, well, your NFL scouts also haven't seen the likes of Savion Cunningham. Yeah. And that's, it's true. I mean, and because, because that's, that's a, I mean, he's not even in college yet. Hasn't college, at least by my understanding, at least not on a football field. So that's, that's a level of talent that, they're not gonna see unless they come and watch the A7FL because he's never been on a college field. He's never, and I don't even, not, even played high school football. Not just him though. Football like film for people to look at. Like there's a lot of people that ended up not going to college that ended up getting in trouble or that ended up like, uh, you know what I mean? Like going through certain stints in their life where they couldn't, like where they couldn't focus on football. People had kids early and they don't have these college films and combines and all this stuff. There is going to be a bunch of talent out here that NFL missed. And there's going to be a bunch of, there's, there's going to be there. I guarantee you, we have, I would say six guys that could, they could really contribute on a practice squad to get oh, looks. You know what I mean? Like I, like I legitimately feel that way. We have, Probably just from four, just from sick with it and insomniac, we could put ten people to go put on a, a practice squad, and they could well, not get killed. And to that point, to that point, um, we all know him. He played. I think he still plays for the Force. Yeah, he's number one for the Force. Travani Page. He, yeah by my understanding, was at least practice squad for a little bit for the Tampa Bay Bucks. No, I wouldn't doubt it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's and these are opportunities that none of us got to get. Like, me personally, like, I never got any looks like this. I was I was not and, paying attention. I wasn't paying attention to none of this when I was, like, I, I was messing around. And right after high school, I got to getting in trouble. So, you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of people out here that was really out here in the streets with really, like, they really didn't have nothing to focus on. They didn't think they had a shot. And what Derek has provided us with here in Nevada and Chris and all these people have like have provided with us with this league is a shot. It could be XFL. It could be CFL. It could be anything. It could hey, be Trevani, any practice league. There's going to be somebody from our league that goes to the NFL. There, Trey, could, Trey uh, Derek just said, Trey uh, was going with the, with the A7 uh Arizona Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals. Trey could play on any practice squad. Right. Okay. Right. Absolutely. And the reason I brought him up, he messaged me the other day and he said, man, it's been an honor 
hearing you call games that I've been a part of, but he's got a workout, he said, coming up with the XFL Las Vegas Vipers. Yeah. So so there you go. Somebody getting looks from the A7FL by a higher league. And it comes from getting these leagues in, and it comes from everything that the league does for us. Like that's why can I throw something out there that I found out on Sunday that I found very interesting. I don't know how true it is. I was talking to um, one of the refs after the game, after the OTT game, and he said he coached Savion's two younger brothers. So think about that. If that uh-huh. is, and I, I didn't go to Savion and say, hey, do you have two younger brothers? But let's face it, if that is an honest situation, he coached his two younger brothers in football. And they, he said they are pretty much on the same uh, level as Savion is uh, athletically. That's incredible. That's saying something. So athleticism is great in that family, evidently. Yeah. I'm telling you, but I mean, bottom line, man, I, I mean, you guys, you guys have said something that I kind of want to want to expand on just a little bit. Um, this whole thing for A7FL, basically it started with me um, not knowing about the A7FL. And if you guys don't know how Derek and I know each other, um, I've known Derek since he was 19. He was my quarterback for my flag league, my flag team when we played we've been friends for a long time and he came to me and he said hey is it okay if I have somebody call you I said yeah sure you know I'm always here for you that call came in from a7 national and I will make no bones about it I told him you guys would be stupid not to give him the opportunity because he knows what's going on in Vegas he has the pulse of what what's happening and he's played football at a flag level and the semi-pro level. So he knows what's happening. And I said, and if he wants to, he could always call me and I'm always going to be there for him. So this whole thing for me, and we talked about this, Rick is one of our referees. Rick and I played football together with Derek in the flag league. And we always clamored for something like this. We wanted something that was more than semi-pro. We knew what semi-pro was back then in Vegas. It was arena football. There was nothing like this for us at all. And everybody who played in the flag league wanted something like this because all of us understood tackle. And most of us grew up. I mean, look, like I said before, I'm, I'm not of the Gen Z. I'm of the Gen X. We played tackle out in the street. That's the way I grew up. So to play tackle football anywhere at any time was fine with us. And we wanted something like this. So I can honestly sit here and tell you, not only am I thankful for a call from a good friend to say, hey, you want to come help me put something together in Vegas? The answer would be yes, 10 million times out of 10 million. But it's also an honor to see some of these young men, some of you guys getting to do something you never thought you would have the opportunity to do. And it's a pleasure to see it. It is um, a big thing for me. And now you guys know why my fight on Friday was so personal because this, this, this stuff to me, 
is exactly that. It's personal. Yeah. Vegas is personal to me. I've been in Vegas for 44 years, and I'll be damned if somebody's going to stand up and talk shit about Vegas to me. Yeah, we've been getting shit on for a long time. Yep. And, and we're not we're not we're not dealing with that shit no more, bro. We out here no. hitting. We out here throwing the ball. We running the ball. Y'all not y'all not shitting on us no more. But nope. As I said on the broadcast. It's just amazing of, of just the homegrown talent of athletes that Las Vegas has. It doesn't matter any sport. It, it, it just amazes me of how they just don't have the opportunities until you guys start this league. I mean, and, and, I, and I'll speak for me. I, as I told the story on the first time I, I, I came on the podcast, I said, since I was five years old, all I wanted to be was a sports broadcaster. And without this opportunity that you know Derek has given me and and you know being having the time of my life being in the booth with Casey and and Scotty I mean it it's just not for players it's for broadcasters too I'm just I, I'm just saying and I'm you know I keep saying this but I'm just grateful for the opportunity just to be here and to do this and to perhaps harness my craft and expand my talent so I'm appreciative it gives us all an opportunity to do the things that we've wanted to do since we were younger I mean um, I've been in football for a very long time, right down to the wife saying, well, why don't you do something in the NFL? Because to get into the NFL at any level, even as a scout, is tedious at best. And it's a lot of, of time put in and stuff that I, at this point in my life, I just don't have the wherewithal to do it. So to be part of the A7FL is an, is an honor, first and foremost. And it is also the kid in me living a little bit of a dream. So I love it, you know, and, and to me, listening to you guys, watching the games and standing on the sidelines with some of the players, you don't know, you know, what that is for me. And it's, it's everything. So I appreciate it. So when I have these, these conversations with guys from other divisions, you know, look, I'll, I'll we don't have to get personal. We don't have to get, you don't have to attack me. Let's, let's have a conversation. So I'm hoping that, you know, we were on with RTU. I'm hoping he'll be on with us one of these days. And I hope that we can make that happen because I can tell you, honestly, I'll treat him a lot differently than I was treated on his podcast. And I hope you guys treat him with respect because I think that that's just another brother that we're trying to um, bring up and what we're trying to do with the A7 not just in Vegas, but nationally. But when it comes to Vegas, man, don't get down on my Vegas teams, bro. I ain't playing that. And it's it's funny that you you mentioned RTU, how we were on there Friday night. He's already been on ours once, and we are actually. I'm planning on getting with him some point this week, this weekend, early next week, um, and discuss him possibly coming on to our podcast with us next week, or not maybe not next weekend. Um, well, yeah possibly next week um because we've been discussing and bouncing the idea of doing an 11 through 20 list on our podcast between us um just to kind of match what the three on one is doing with their one through 10 let's bottom it out with the 11 through 20 and see what the bottom of that list would look like um so next weekend next week on our podcast i think that's one of the big topics we're going to touch on if not the main subject we're going to touch on is trying to build this 11 20 um and kind of make it comparable to that one through 10 you know kind of use the same 
logic, you know, records, um, play style, and how, how strong they look even on film to build out an 11 through 20. And I think in order to do that, we need somebody like either RTU or maybe even one or two of the guys from the three-on-one podcast to come and help us build that list to build it realistically since they have a lot of good insight on um, what the East Coast is doing and what teams might actually deserve to be there in that 11 through 20. Well, cool. Can we have that for the first hour and then the second hour we'll invite Vegas guys to talk to RTU? Sure, we can. I'm with that. Because, I mean, look, it's like I said, you know, if we get RTU on, am I going to be nice? I'll be respectful. I'll be respectful. And I'm not going to play the tip for tap, but I'll be respectful. We could go from there. I don't have nothing against him. So I hope he is on next week. I would invite him on. I would be, it would be a pleasure to have him on. The young man is not a bad guy. Um, no, it's very interesting. No, I'll, I'll also share with you guys after that podcast, I got called from a few kids from different teams in different divisions, apologizing for stuff that they didn't do and talking to me about, um, about the East and their feelings on the East, which I won't share. I don't think it's right for me to tell you guys what other people have said It'll let them talk, but it is what it is. And, you know, respect is respect. I'll give you respect until you try to take mine away, which is exactly in my feelings, what some of the players from the East were trying to do, but I'm going to show them respect. Respect should be earned and not given, but I sat there and I listened to it, took it all. So RTU, just hope you're ready. Bada bing, bada boom. And also, um, next weekend, it's not just a matter of building the 11 to 20 gentlemen. It's a matter of we've got big things and big opportunities for this um, other side of the ball podcast. We're going to be in a studio live with a live feed, with a chat so that people watching and listening can actually chat with us and ask questions and we can engage with the audience. Damn, I got all your ugly faces. Good God. Is there no rest, no peace for this old man? Come on. (laughs) Not at all. I love every one of you guys on this. And and this is something we've been kind of working towards, honestly. I mean, we wanted... We've all bounced around the idea of let's get into a studio where we have one solid connection so we know that we don't really shouldn't have any major technical sound problems and nobody going robot all of a sudden for no reason. Yeah, because so, I'm tired of sounding like a robot. Exactly. Yeah, and I'm sure we're all tired of you sounding like a robot dub. So, <laughs> um, and there's been times that I've sounded like a robot. Robot and dub is kind of hot. I've been in <laughs> on the podcast. So, so this will definitely hopefully fix that. But definitely this also brings, up, brings about bigger opportunities. It's it's the live, the video. It's being able to engage finally with the audience that listens to us. It's no longer going to be this recorded. I mean, I'm sure it's still go to Spotify, go to Apple Podcasts as well. But we'll have a live version of it as well where people can actually engage with us while we're doing it. 
and that'll step the podcast up another That's level and, and bring things to the podcast that will make the podcast even better. Um, hey, Dub, and be careful. Since Scotty was telling you that, that he, he says it's pretty hot, be careful because you know what Vikings like to do with rape, raping and pillaging. I'm just telling you, be careful. You can't rape the willing, sir. <laughs> and then, and then I was the willing. Discussion, a discussion I had with uh, Double D earlier if Fox likes the show, they're actually looking at putting us on 5.2. Man, that's saying oh, something. Man. I mean, in a cut down in a cut down version from I think what they're going to start doing. I think was kind of the discussion was take a take our ninety minute podcast that we do from the studio and cut it down into like a thirty or a forty five minute segment. But then eventually, out all the bad words. I'm sure I was about to say. Uh, does that mean I have to be TV tame? But exactly, it's. I mean, it'll be cut down so that it's more TV tamed. And so I just won't be in it. Then, You're just going to cut all my parts out. <laughs> and then, you know, we'll say gonna, what's up at the beginning and see you guys at the end. And that's, that'll be they, it. Okay. They, they, they have, they have the bleak thing that they can do. So as, as we say things we shouldn't say, they can just bleep and make yeah. it fun and, and have fun with that as well. So, but it's kind of going to be a one hour recap kind of deal, I think is what they're going to try to eventually build it into that we end up doing on 5.2. So that's a big opportunity. <laughs> Uh, new name for the podcast bleep this bleep. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a bad idea that, that it is might, really not that it's might be really the, not. if we ever build another show that just is a recap show of like nfl nevada of the week and cut it into like 30 or 45 minutes maybe oh, that's just oh look what it could be is just me sitting down with a 12 pack and just going over highlights while you guys feed me little things. And it'll just be me making obscene comments. Yeah. All right. I might be there with you. <laughs> but it won't be it won't be a 12 pack. You can do the 12 pack. I'll do a, a bottle of rum. We'll be good. Hey. Welcome to the A7 FL highlights with Howard Costell and the Viking. If that's the case, that's the case, why Viking, and that's the way we're gonna do it. As Derek just said, why not vibing with the Viking with the Viking? Yeah, I might go. need my whole own podcast for that one. Man, I love that. <laughs> right. I think Derek just gave me an idea. Yeah, that'd be scary in itself. Gentlemen, a lot of people just listen to you slur words. Oh, <laughs> yep, that's exactly how that would go. He says he'll produce case, it. I don't mean to be stepping on your toes there. Oh no, no. Go ahead. Um, but oh, go ahead, man. a lot of opportunities and big things coming um, starting next week. But I think we've been on here long enough, so let's go ahead and go around the table and get some parting shots before we wrap this thing up. Oh, Viking, why don't you go first? Man, fuck the East Coast. <laughs> Vegas over everybody. I'm out this bitch. Oh, my. Oh, my. Shots fired. Uh, I don't know, man. No, shots weren't fired. The shots were fired Friday night. And so he's, oh. just, he's just going off shots on what returned. he heard. So shots returned, not fired. Yeah, returned. Exactly. <laughs> Dub, what you got? Um, this is going to be a little bit personal um, because tomorrow um, is an anniversary for me to where I really shouldn't even be here on this earth being in this podcast with you guys. Um, I survived a horrific car accident to which I should have been dead, but 
you know, the man upstairs said no. And because of that, I get to live to tell my story and I get to live on my dream, which is broadcasting with you guys. Um, so like I said, I don't take this for granted. Um, I enjoy my time. I enjoy vibing in the booth with Derek and Scott and Casey, even though sometimes we do sound like robots and the board goes bad and we sound so low on air at this, then the third, but I'm just grateful for the opportunity, grateful to work with you guys, grateful to be on this podcast. And I just look forward to the continued progression of this league. And like I said, I'd want to see somebody from Vegas hoist the trophy to show that uh, there is talent when it comes to this league in Las Vegas, Nevada. So again, I say thank you for the opportunity. I am extremely grateful. Well, we're grateful for you to be here, bro. And that is, uh, that's saying a lot. And Case, I know you'll take us out. So I will go next. And I will say, as the division manager, there's going to be two parts of this. As the division manager, I'm grateful for what we've got talent-wise in this division. I think that uh, Vegas is, you know, stepping up. We're take, we're going to kick ass and take names. And I hope everybody's ready for it. Um, we've got the number one team in the nation let that settle in for a second in the nation not in las vegas in the nation and we've got players that are out here playing with purpose and if you have not seen this game or if you are contemplating coming out to see a game live get your tail out to bonanza high school to watch the games because what you see on tv is only a piece of what we have for you in reality these games are crazy good. We've got good talent out there, players making plays that are pretty much unbelievable. Um, it is a good game to watch. Three-on-ones are fantastic. Get your tails out to Bonanza. Let's have some fun. That's the division manager. Me personally, I'm going to say this from my heart. I listen to everything that was said to me on the podcast on Friday. I never took it personal. I will not take it personal. But as I told each and every person that decided to show up on that podcast from back East and give me a bunch of shit, I said, keep talking, keep talking. Because all these guys are listening, all of them. Every single last player in the A7FL Nevada was listening. And I'm glad you guys did it because all you did was light a fire, a fire that will not be put out. So whether it's this season, whether it's next season, whenever it is, I can guarantee you this, when that trophy is hoisted and it will be hoisted by a Vegas team eventually. And when it is, we are going to talk mad shit because we're going to be able to back it up because we just knocked the Kings right off the fucking uh, mountain. So I hope you're ready for it. It's coming. And that's all I got. Chris. <laughs> and for me, my parting shot is just going to be this. I'm ready for the next two weeks of some very, very exciting football. Honestly, probably the most exciting final two weeks of a season that we could have asked for. Um, this week, our playoff picture, after this week, our playoff picture will look a little less foggy and we'll have a little better idea of what teams look to be going where and what needs to be done in the final week to totally secure and lock things up. But to have two weeks left in a season 
and everybody in an eight-team division still not mathematically be eliminated, that to me says it's not just that the division is strong, but it's always been Vegas strong and Vegas versus everybody. And with that, that does it for us. I am Casey Cox, the division manager, Chris Vera, my two guests who call the games with me, the Viking and Double A. Thank you, gentlemen, for taking time out of your nights to be with us tonight. Until next time, guys, we will see you on the other side of the ball. Much love. there it's matt ryan are you enjoying this a7fl podcast well i'm glad you are because that means you can give us money that's right you can buy our merch right now at tinyurl.com slash a7fl merch that's tinyurl.com slash a7fl merch up there right now we have some thick boy season merchandise we've got some hus hus shirts and also we've got some Corey hammond related merchandise coming soon a Corey hammond Corey hammond's t-shirt hoodie and a whole lot more you can get all of them right now sent to you nice comfy and cozy at tinyurl.com slash a7fl merch and also you can find it in the show notes now back to that podcast you like